I haven't you... eaten all day. So this is this is a caffeine injection straight into straight. my agile heart. Oh, you are. You're ready for me, aren't you? Yeah. It's time. Entry music. It's the Bob and Josh show. This is when I love that I get to do the intro because today's episode is Waterfall Bob against Agile Josh, round three. You be the judge. Decide who won, who had the better comebacks. I feel pretty good about this, especially scenario number two. Scenario number one, I came out swinging, maybe a little too heavy. We'll let you decide. Let us know. YouTube comments are probably best. You are watching this on YouTube, right? And you did just hit the like and subscribe button. Cool. Thanks. Helps us a ton. On to the episode. This is the third attempt we've had at Josh dissuading Waterfall Bob. And for everybody that's out there on Team Josh, which I know that's a sizable number, today's the day that we emerge victorious. Previous times that I tried to tackle Waterfall Bob, I was but a wee lad. I was unprepared. I didn't have the experience necessary, but now those times have passed. Now it's time we crush this old man. Go for it. Sorry, right, ready? What, what? I think we should set up. Waterfall Bob, uh, what, what we're trying to do here, uh, and Waterfall Bob has been the thing of my nightmares, just FYI, for those of you that this is the first time hearing it. Bob is going to attempt to be a leader in a waterfall centric company and i get to fulfill the role of the agile you know consultant that was hired in to help them get their shit turned around and begin operating in a more agile manner bob has been down this path once or twice so he knows all of the tricks of the trade he knows the angles that they come at you with and then it's my job to beat him down get him into submission uh, hopefully a fetal position and crying so I don't cry. I don't cry. Oh, wow. I'm, I make people cry. That's, that's what I do. That's Waterfall Bob. Exactly. That's my goal. I wake up in the morning and I have a counter. How many how many crybabies did I create yesterday? <laughs> okay, good. Good. All right. So uh, scenario. Board why, don't we have a, why don't we have one scenario? Why don't we... Uh, why don't we not play a consultant? Why don't you play a director of engineering? Okay. And I'm the CEO. Yeah. Uh, and we'll leave it at that. You're the director of a software development team. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been agile for a year or so. Uh, and you've been trying to create a culture, a different culture in your team. Uh, the leadership team really hasn't aligned really well with you. I mean, we're well intentioned. We're not mm -hmm. monsters. If you cut us, we do bleed. But at the same time, this agile smagile namby pamby crap is a means to an end. So, so I need to squeeze a little bit more juice out of the lemon. Okay, cool, good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, so then I will come to you with an update on our roadmap. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Bob, like are you still Bob? Or I'm you still Bob. Other? You're still no, Bob. No, I'm Bob. Okay. I'm Bob. Okay. Okay. Just, just checking. Uh, Bob, we have an update for you on our forecast for the next like three months. I'm going to walk cool. you through that here and 
give you an idea of what's coming up and then we can talk about uh, what's going to come up after that. Sound good? Um, I mean, I mean, it can be a short update, Josh. I don't, I don't need a whole lot of fanfare. Um, I just, are we on track or not? Yeah. Yeah, of course we are. Well, hold on. Let me ask, what does on track mean to you? I'll tell you what on track means to me. I want to make sure we're at least talking about the same thing. You know, Josh, I really hate it when you, you sort of, you know, obfuscate things this way. We have a plan of record that last time I checked, unless I'm senile and I'm not, you agreed to, right? Uh, we have a Gantt chart, bless its little heart. We have a, a list of a, a list of components you're going to deliver uh, by the end of the quarter. And so when I say, are we on track, are you going to deliver to your commitments? Okay. Uh, side note, I had to stifle back some vomit when he said Gantt charts. That was, that, that's a, it's a reflex I have. So, um, I want to commend myself for holding that back while we're on video. You did well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. I hear you at the start of the year. What is it? It's May now. Um, yep. we, we had a plan and that's yes, all we... it was. It wasn't a commitment. It was a plan because Wait, we know hold... things have changed. No, hold it. Oh, hold it. We went, I, I, I just, I apologize. I'm getting a little heated, but uh, we went to the board. It wasn't, it was a plan and it was a commitment. We went to the board and committed to that feature set in May, June, back in January. So, so all I'm saying is that wasn't just an internal, you know, sort of maybe Pamby discussion. We, we out, we talked to customers about that. We presented that out to the world and to our board. So I just want to clarify. So there's a lot of people expecting us to deliver on our commitments. Okay. So I clearly need to do a better job of educating you on our process and how things work uh, because we have forecasts on what we believe we can do. We update those on a regular basis and we provide you with those updates so that you can manage whatever you need to manage. And we provide that across the board to everybody, sales, marketing, they are all aware of what's changing and what's happening. So again, I put this on me. I should have done a better job of educating you on what those were before you went out and started making promises because those are not things that should be promised because of the number of variables that are out there and the number of things that have changed. For instance, you might recall that we discovered a new feature that we wanted to add that we had never talked about. But in talking to our customers, we heard, hey, this is like really important and it can help us save millions of dollars. So we decided to move that feature in, in front of other features that were planned and that you may have promised for May or June. So not only is it, um, hey, things get hard. I'm not saying that we're slacking or lacking, but the world has changed and we've adjusted because um, if we don't, we're gonna get lapped by smaller, more nimble customers. And I don't think you wanna do that. So, so Josh, this doesn't feel like a, a partnership to me. It did, it felt that way back in January and, and it wasn't me communicating last time I checked, you were right beside me communicating at a board level, you nodded your head and there was a, a tremendous amount of effort for you to nod your head. Um, so you nodded your head several times and you agreed that we would beat these. So this wasn't just me going out there in a wild ass fashion 
making commitments. We did it together. Uh, and, and I agree. I've been tuned in as, as scope has changed and we've recommunicated that stuff out. So all, all I'm trying to get at is it feels like, you know, them and us, right? It's, it feels, you know, like you're, oh, you're, I give you something and then you communicate it out. No, we're doing that. We've done that together. I mean, I, I, I worked really hard and it's not an education process. I'm not stupid, right? It's, it's, I worked really hard to understand what we were, what was in scope and what was out of scope. You know, you're a senior exec in this company as well. You know that we can't go to the world and say, well, everything's freaking complex. So we'll tell you what we know when we know it. That doesn't fly. That doesn't fly with Wall Street. That doesn't fly with the board. We have to build in some flexibility, right? And be able to then re-communicate. So I, I, I just, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm not feeling like you're, you're with me. I'm feeling like we're sort of adversaries here. Uh, maybe, maybe we've evolved that way, but, but six months ago or five months ago, we were together, I thought. Side note. Nice move by Agile Bob with the revisionist history telling me I was there in the board meeting when I didn't think I was. So that was a good curveball bringing me into that. And your head and and side note, <laughs> head nod. And yeah, it, it, and to Bob's point, it takes a lot of effort to move this thing. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I think. We're on the same page. We're probably using different words. So I, I understand the need to have a longer term plan of where we're going and what we think we can do. But in reality, that's what it is. That is what we think we can do. And I am all for providing you, the company, the board, whoever, with where we think we're going to be in the next year. But we also have to make sure that we understand that's not a commitment, again, because we're going to likely discover there are things we want to do that are different than what we think we should be doing three quarters from right now. There's a lot that's going to happen. And it isn't, again, so much of this is not about my development team's capability to, to deliver because they can and they will and they do. But it's about are we doing the right thing for our customers? And we need to be able to react towards that. And so you're asking for that. I believe I'm giving you that. What, what part is, what part is missing? So we do need to be able to commit and maybe this is, maybe I need to teach you. Maybe you need some training, uh, but we need to be able to commit to use that word to a set of features that we can, unless we change our mind on scope, but our board, our customers and our employees need, need us to be able to forecast and, and deliver on things. Right. Now maybe it's, maybe it's 50% or 60% of what we think. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. And I'm not talking about padding. Mm -hmm. But, but we need to be able to accurately forecast and and be able to communicate our commitment to deliver that unless something meaningfully changes. So uh, I'm just saying, uh, you know, not using that word is not acceptable. We need to be able to, and part of that commitment is, and we're going to deliver, right? 
we have we yeah. have a hundred percent confidence to deliver on that until something changes. A meteor hits us, then it changes, right? But but we need to be able to commit to that. You need to be able to commit for your team, and the team needs to feel committed to delivering that work, right? We need to be we need to be charging to that same set of goals. I get the fact that I don't want us to overcommit, right? I didn't say I'm not saying that. I get this agile thing. I remember you agilified me. You put me in that one day meeting with that consultant Bob Galen. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, that that yeah that maybe that got me. off on, maybe that, got off on the wrong foot. That haunts <laughs> me to this day. <laughs> All right, so I I get it, but we 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 need to we need to, to use that word. We need to be able to use words like commitment and accountability and responsibility, and not feel embarrassed about it. Sometimes I think we dance around those words too much. So what I need, what you and I need is if there's a change. So are we on plan to our commitment back then? And if we're not, why not? And what's the delta? And how do we communicate the why behind that? And then how do we recommit? And then how do we how do we remove that turbulence? Because at some point we can't just keep saying, oopsie. So I'll shut we up said oopsie. We have not said oopsie. So one thing I can guarantee you from myself and my team is that we are responsible and accountable for what we sign up for. The challenge is we are not willing to sign up for committing to something that we have loosely sized four quarters from now, because I guarantee you don't want my team and I spending the money and the time to go size things that are a quarter out, knowing those might not be a part of the work we choose to do because things have changed. So we're trying to be responsible here and only dig in deep to make sure we build it well with quality and the responsibility we have to you, our customers and the board to build great software. We're focusing on that as opposed to focusing on things that might not happen to your point, 50%. I think that's kind of low. I, I think we can do better than that, but I cannot commit to something that we have lightly talked about that is a year from now. And we shouldn't talk about it any more than lightly because you travel forward, things are going to change. So it's not so worth it's, it. It's a bad investment. So, so it's January to May. It's not a year, Josh. It's five months. So, okay. And it's not that long. And so I'm asking you, maybe I'm, I'm using the wrong language, right? Maybe I could use language like must haves will haves, nice to haves, or something like that. What I'm really talking about is our must have list is what we communicated. Are we on track for our must haves? And and I, I get it, right? But are we on track for our must haves? Because that's we, what we communicated. We so. are on track for the top priority items that I've updated you on every month of this is what we're building, this is what we expect to to deliver and my team does that look look jameson irish whiskey makes me a little crazy at times so and you have a tendency to communicate status when i've been drinking a little bit with customers okay i think you do that on purpose i really do so that i don't remember what the hell you said all right so 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 yes maybe you have but i don't i have no recollection of those events that's why i'm i, I should I'm here today. So we have our, so we're on track for our must haves. Yeah. I don't, uh, whatever label you want to put on it, what I will commit to you is that my team will continuously deliver 
great software on the highest priority items oh. for our company. You're killing me. I should record that and send it to all our customers. Go ahead. My my commitment to you is we'll work freaking hard and do our best to get you what you what you think you need. That I mean, Josh, come on. Robert. Come on. You got to anchor me on something. What would you like me to anchor on? How a home builder tells you that. You're by, you're building a home, Josh, in Fuquay Arena, North Carolina. And and that's we're working hard every day. We're working on quality. We have high morale. We can't commit to when the house will be done, nor can we commit to the cost of the home. Uh, but we'll be very adaptable and and etc. I mean, I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, but no. I, I feel like we're I feel like I feel like you can't give me what I need. Every month, if you remember, I it might be whiskey induced. Um Every month I provide you with an update of what we expect to deliver in the next three, three months. And we update it once a month. So that gives you a running view of what we expect to be able to build. So that gives you total clarity over the next three months. Also, once a month, I'm going to update you on our next one year and what we think we should be building across that, that, that timeline. So that way you have the opportunity to provide input of, Hey, I don't think the market's going in that direction or whatever, whatever you might think makes sense to us, uh, to adjust on, but I'm providing you plenty of opportunities for visibility and feedback on what we're building when we expect to build it and what the future looks like. So I'm not sure where we're, uh, disconnecting here. So we have a list of 15 features that we committed in January. I'm asking about the top five priorities that haven't changed at all. And are we on track to deliver them by June, June 13th? Oh, the top Would five you, are done. The top five are done. The top five right. are done. So then we're just jerking. So what, what are you, what are you giving me this gobbledygook about forecast, blah, blah, blah. That's what I'm asking about. That's what you, that's what we talked about to the board. That's what right? I've shared with you. Uh, seven times no, since then. No, you've not told me that they were done. You've, you've not told me that they were done those top five. Because they're huge features. They're huge features. And I actually, I need to see them because I doubt you. I'm a doubting Thomas, <laughs> Joshua Q. Anderson. But if they're done, then we have it. it they should be, they should be close if not done by now. Right. And then yeah. there's, there's, there's a set of four more that were really nice to have from, from an increased revenue point of view. And I want to know where they are. I don't want to talk about this. I, I get the fact that we have rolling wave planning. Again, remember Bob Galen, right? God, oh my God, what a I moron. Know, I know. Right. I, I get what that was about, but I need, I'm talking about five and four and the rest of the stuff, right? There's a lot of turbulence. And where are we at on that? Because that's what the customers are asking us about. Um, so we're, so we're good. Well, we're sorry. good. I was gonna go. I was gonna go into joking with Bob mode. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. Do you so, want to finish? We can fi go ahead. I, that's exactly that's exactly what I was here to give you an update on. This is the once a month update of this is where we're at with all the features we are working on and what we're working on next. There's a bi-weekly demo where you can see if you want to get down to that level of detail, you can. Where every two weeks. Team Damn Skippy. Damn Skippy, I do. Okay, cool. Then be there. Um, 
every two weeks, the team is going to stand up and say, hey, these are the things that are done. And FYI, done means it's shippable, ready to go. Not, oh, it's done, but we've got to clean up this little bit, which means it's another two weeks or something like that. Like everything you see there is done and ready to go to customers. So you have plenty of opportunity to see what's going on and to get the updates on where we are and where we expect to be. Cool. Sir. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. You should go have some more whiskey. Done. I've, I've already been, I've been intravenously inserting it into my arm as we speak. Uh, how, so any, any reflection on the conversation, good, bad adjustments we could have made. Was I too much of a jerk? I'm no. trying, I'm reflect and I'm reflecting on myself as well. So I think, I think the hard part for both of us, cause I hit you with it at the end of like, Hey, we're done. You know, uh, we should maybe have a scenario that's a little bit more clean and defined just so everybody has the variables and isn't trying to figure it out. Like the whole thing that you threw out with the board meeting, like, no, I would not have done that. And I would have like said something prior to the board meeting, but. Yeah, but you know. you're not a you, No, don't, you know, very, it is not a, uncommon for people to agree under pressure. We were yep. both under pressure there. Mm -hmm. We were in, in, in that venue. I think one of the things that we were, you were talking a lot about these, the way I think of it is agile generics, like rolling wave, some of the couture. And what, what I wasn't getting as a, as a CEO, I, I fundamentally don't care about that. I fundamentally want to know, I, I mean, whether you like it or not, we did commit to a feature set, right? We did commit to a list. Right. And that happens at every company, every company, you know, we can use whatever you can call it forecast. You can call it, it's the list, <laughs> the, the list that we're working towards. And what I felt like is we were talking about everything and change and evolution. And you could have sated me to some degree by just saying the top five are done. We're working on the next three. Uh, the other thing I think you could have said is, and we're not going to get to those bottom five, period, end of story, mm -hmm. right? Or something. So, Bob, you, you need to be mad. It, it's almost like encourage me, put it back on me, not as a conduit, but I need to be doing some communication and damage control or whatever outwardly bounds if we're not hitting whatever we said. But I have the good news of the top you know, the top revenue targets. So we weren't, we weren't tangible. And I think the tangible things would, now we didn't set it up that way. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that, and I'm trying to say this for the Metacasters, I think having that roadmap, whether we like it or not, and even having something like we swapped in, remember Bob, we swapped in Gazuma one and we had to swap in Swahili two and three out for that. You remember that, but, but Gazuma one, bubble to number three in the hit parade or something something really tangible like that so we're in we're in trouble on the large we're great on the small and both of us need to work on that uh i i that's that's something i think that i was i was missing and and the uh the generalities weren't landing they were landing with the agile coach in me they weren't landing in the ceo role play that i was having any yeah, reaction? I, I uh, all we were was a generality at the start. It was like, yeah. Yeah. hey, 
here's an update, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that as the direction that you should take. Cause there's not going to be a generality. Actually, if you walk into a conversation like that with generality, you, you might as well not walk in. Yeah. Just go and get the facts and have that. And one of the things that you're going to have to fight with in those pressure situations is to one, remain calm, give yourself a second to, to answer. Don't just respond and just speak in facts. And that's what, that's what I found works best because that's what they are. They are facts. And then if you can, similar to the things we've talked about in the past, get it to not be where it ended up with, with uh, Waterfall Bob and I, where the problem was between us and we were talking at each other, try and work to where it's the pair of you recognizing what the problem is and figuring out how, how to tackle that uh, because that's where we didn't get. And that's where you're going to have success with that. But generalities aren't going to help you at all right? It's as a CEO, you don't have time for that. You just don't. Uh, and it doesn't move you forward. So forget it. Um, but that, but that's the thing you should try and do in, in those moments is get shoulder to shoulder instead of face to face and try and work on the facts. I, I, I don't know if we did, I think we did that towards the end. I don't feel, I don't know who was doing it, but we were adversarial in the beginning and mm -hmm. I felt like we were both doing it to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I do think we pivoted a little bit to partnership towards the end. Uh, we could have done that, and it would have made it easier sooner. Uh, the other idea I had, Josh, is sometimes you get blindsided in these meetings uh, with Waterfall Bob because mm -hmm. you don't know what the scope is. So th this is back to the specifics versus the generalities yeah. thing. So if an effective strategy, Metacasters, might have been, if you're not ready for the discussion, it, it might be, not might be, it would probably be better to say, what are you looking for? Okay, uh, let me go do some fact finding and I'll come back to you with some crisp. So rather than schlogging through the discussion and, and almost spiraling downward um, and not meeting Bob's expectations, buy yourself some time. Now get clarity on what Bob is looking for, or for the mm -hmm. what the leader is looking for, and then and then and then just time out and say, "Fantastic! I know what you're looking for. I'm not quite there. Let me go find out exactly what's going on." Mm -hmm. And all all you're doing is buying time to sort of then then meet with clarity to start the discussion. Josh, any reaction to that? Yeah, that that's one hundred. This is the second time I've said you're one hundred percent right. So something's wrong. Number one, I need to find a new phrase. Number two, there's no way that's accurate. <laughs> There is no way that's accurate. <laughs> that, that's a trap that so many people fall into. And I've never worked with an executive that was like, bullshit, give me the answer now. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Come back whenever you're ready. Yeah. And, and so many people get themselves into trouble, just like we did in the board meeting when we were committing to things without the yep. info. So in that moment, whether you know it or not, or you don't know where the conversation is going to go, but you might get cornered into committing to something that you're not really sure about. And that's how a lot of the pressure works for some of the executives that are out there that like to roll like that is they get you when you don't have everything you need. Now it's weird. I don't, I don't, it's weird for me to think that like people are thinking like that and that, Hey, I'm going to catch this person. 
but I have worked with people, not executives, but, but peers that, that were like that, that, that had an email open. And as we were talking about an update would say, well, Josh, I have an email right here where on December 4th, you said this feature was going to be done on, you know, January 3rd. And you just said it's going to be January 17th. What gifts, you know? So uh, you have to walk back on that because there are people that, that thankfully there's only a handful that I've ever worked, worked with that were like that. But what I did, I handled the situation in that meeting. Then I had a one-on-one with that person and said, listen, I am providing everybody in that meeting with as much information as possible. And that means because I'm giving you as much visibility as possible yeah. and I'm showing you things that might happen and when they might happen. So what I need you to be able to do is use this information for good instead of for bad. And if you can't do that, then I can't share it with you because you're going to misuse it. And that, you know, shook them a little bit, but in the end, they, they, they were forced to understand there's a responsibility that they have with the information that we share about things like that to use wisely and to use for good as opposed to use for a hammer whenever something's different than what we thought it was. Yep. So real quickly, I, I with your permission, Josh, I'd like to switch and try another quick scenario. Sure. If we could. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I want to give you kudos. So Metacasters, in the past, Josh has crumbled in the face correct. of Waterfall Bob. I mean, cr- crumbled. Yes. And I'm not, and this is not an exaggeration. I'm not disagreeing either. He was like bailing, right? <laughs> I'll do it. God, I'll do whatever the hell you want. Just let me get out of this situation. <laughs> All right. I'll sign my children over to you. <laughs> let me get out. And please. any future children I may have. Exactly. Let me alone, please. So, so you were, you were firm. You were patient. I don't know if talking about educating me was the best strategy I triggered on that uh, as a CEO, right? Yeah. As a CEO, I was really triggering on that. Uh, I, I could have, I could have blown up at that, but in general, I think you met me well, you were firm, you were patient, you were professional and you were, so kudos, kudos mm-hmm. to you. So here's another scenario. Uh, and I'm going to be the CEO in this case. This is a coaching scenario. You're an agile coach. Okay. So, uh, and you've been asked to come in to do an agile transformation with a couple of other coaches uh, of a moderately sized organization. And I'm asking you for performance input as part of your coaching. We have a PMO with some project managers and we have some managers that you're interacting with. You've been interacting with them for a couple months. Uh, and I'm looking for performance uh data from you like who to hire who to fire who to put on performance improvement plans as a coach uh and i'm going to put i'm going to put pressure on you to tell me that okay so pause i'm normally hired to come in and do that okay so this is this is not how i get brought in this is you're into coach i'm strictly an agile coach Yes. And and this is actually this is contrary to your ethics. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is ethically 
opposed to you are there to coach people to improvement the leader's job is to yeah. figure out performance your job like is, you're giving away the the, yeah. the the jewels now i just wanted to make sense because like there's a lot of times where i come in and do that and i'm like okay so like but i want to see how you handle the pressure yeah yeah gotcha okay all right all right hey josh hey bob what's going on how's it how's it going with the teams we're a little behind i'm not seeing this the promises of agile like people bouncing off the walls and millions of lines of code getting produced and stuff the way the book talks about it jeff sutherland's book you know eight times the work in a hundredth of the time you shouldn't I, laugh when you say that <laughs> i know I, I, i'm not seeing i'm not seeing the promises but we're we're getting close so how's it going from your point of view uh we're making steady improvement. Uh, one of the harder things for teams to work through is like we are fundamentally changing the way that they do their job every day. So that takes time. That, yeah. that takes the shedding of old habits and building of new. The good things that I see is that we we don't have any resistance to the new. There's a lot of times where I come in and work and there's people like, nope, I'm not doing it. They table flip and yep. they just make a mess out of things we have a good crew that wants to make this happen and is really invested. So that's fantastic. And we're going to get there. Um, things that are, things that are holding us back. Um, we certainly have to do some more work on our backlogs and roadmap because that's, that's how we feed teams. We feed them well. And if they aren't fed well, then there's kind of this stop and start. So that's something I'm working with the product team to make sure that they get get better because it's new for them as well, right? They didn't have all these absolutely things, so there's some there's some hurdles that are out there, but nothing crazy. That's one of the reasons we hired you because of your product expertise. One of the things I'm worried about is the managers and project managers. One, we have a lot of them. Uh, two, we're reframing them, right? Like some yeah. people are becoming what do we, what do you call it? Scum masters, scrum uh, masters, scrum master. Uh, <laughs> how am i supposed to keep a straight face when you do that <laughs> i know but whatever the, yeah. you know those roles coaches the managers uh so i'm wondering what what i'm seeing is i'm i'm, I'm worried that they're not all getting on board um and and i'm thinking actually between us i think it's an opportunity to save some money if we can whack them all a few of those things, but I'm looking for like your insights. Cause I don't want to get rid of a good one. Uh, if someone has potential. So are you starting to see the, you know, can you give me some guidance around separating the wheat from the chaff when it comes to managers and, and project managers and the PMO and things like that? Um, I, I'm not in a place and I, I don't think it's responsible of me to give you names, but you certainly have striations based on experience and willingness to accept change. But like I said, everybody has the right mindset. They are progressing at their own pace and they've been an important part of the company. And now there's no reason they wouldn't be an important part of the company going, going forward. Cause they're all going to work their tails off and they've proven that over and over again. Are you telling me like, like Jimmy V is capable of being an agile leader? I mean, I think, I, I just don't see Jimmy V doing it. You've worked with him like for at least three weeks on Project Gazumba, right? What's I mean, come on. I, I just think he's he's brain dead. I need to like just what do you think? Agile. Is he gonna get agile? 
would you stop with the gazumbas? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm gonna get back on track. Listen, I, that that's a HR thing. I am not here to make choices like that. I think that's where you or whoever the responsible person is for Jimmy has to push in and really observe and understand, is he going to be able to meet what, what we're asking of him? And right now, uh, I don't see any reason why that wouldn't be true, but I, you know, I think if you want to go and figure that out, I'm not the guy to figure out for you and you have HR staff and managers of managers and all that stuff. So that's the, that's the proper career to do that. Yeah, but you're, I mean, I'm paying, Gosh, I hate to play the the dollar card, Josh, but I'm, we're paying you guys a lot of money, not just to to do this wishy washy agile stuff, but to to be a consultant to give me to help me make decisions. So I'm asking you to give me some insights onto high performers, low performers. Are you you telling me that you can't do that? I I mean, yeah, I can, but I'm not going to because I don't think it's the right thing to do in the position that I'm at. And it would almost betray those folks who are not aware that I'm here to do that. So I don't want to be this like mole that you've snuck but in that's there. What I, but that's what I paid you for. Oh, come on. I'm giving, man, come on. You're getting, come on. <laughs> I'm getting the greenbacks. You're getting mole, you're getting mole level, level dollars <laughs> for this. Oh, well, I'm sorry God. that we got here, uh, and I'm sorry that there's a misunderstanding in what uh, you thought I was going to do, but that's just not in my core, core ethics of um, operating differently than was expected, right? All right. Going in right. and being a part of the team and helping them uh, and not having them know that, oh, hey, by the way, I'm also here to decide who stays and who goes, you know? Um, All right. I'm, I'm not comfortable doing that. All right. Well, we're, we're, let's agree to disagree. I'm so I'm clearly disappointed. Maybe we can talk about this later. Okay. Okay. Because I'm 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 absolutely disappointed in that position. I understand it, but disappointing. That's all, all right. I can ask is that you understand. Oh, I understand. Don't respect it, but I understand it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sneak that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right you all right so i think you did a great job just starting there you you held the line mm -hmm. and you knew you knew it but it's still hard to hold the line yeah. i think e even in a role play like this imagine that this was a working relationship mm -hmm. even even super harder but i wanted to i wanted to get into saying no the the heart of this episode metacasters was saying no and playing this this role play to sort of give you some ideas on strategies, tactics, but also to, to show you what it's like uh, to get you to engage uh, as well. So uh, just, just, I wanted to give an, just another quick perspective, Josh, anything that that felt for you, did that, you, I want to go back to, you said you normally do that. Uh, was it hard for you not to do it or did that bring up any? No, I, I, that's part of the reason why I get brought in at certain points. It's like, Hey, you have to tell us, is it the team? Is it the product? Is it a company dysfunction? Right. So, yep. so I often come in to help evaluate a bunch of that stuff. So no, it's not, I just want to make sure I have the right hat on. One of the things that is very helpful is knowing that you're never going to be able to make everyone happy. 
So as a leader, there's times where there's, there's a decision that has to be made and you yep. know somebody in your team is not going to like it. What I strive for, exactly what we hit at the end before Bob said he didn't respect me, um, <laughs> was getting to where people understand. So, so, yep. so I always want to get folks to understand why this is happening, and I recognize that they might not agree with it. That's okay. But especially with devs, what I've found is that if you just present the facts and the logic, it, knowing who they are and how they worked with everything being like logic-based, with like the literal work that they do is based with that, that that clicks with them and like, Oh, I get it. I hate it, but I get it. And so that's a thing that I always strive towards whenever I'm trying to make a big sweeping change or a big announcement or something like that is making sure everybody can understand, even though they might, might not like it. So that's the same thing you have to do here is get your peer here, whoever the right term is to be on the same page where they, where they see it. And they accept it to Bob's point. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like me anymore, but that's okay. I'm not sure he ever did. Yep. I think Josh said something important, Metacasters, which was uh, we didn't. So very, very often the, the how you set the stage in the beginning is crucial. Uh, and then you can u not use it, but reference it. So he he's like, because I blindsided him because we had not set that up. He was here to coach not to service, you know, <laughs> sort of the Grim Reaper yeah. for the organization. Now, if I would have raised Grim Reaper role in the very beginning, that would have get and and he bought into, yeah, okay, and mm -hmm. it'll cost and it'll cost you an additional, stuff, yeah, or whatever, whatever it is. Well, then we were on the same page. I think that same lot, like like the beginning of a project. Remember the last setting the stage of in January we're planning this. What is the top five? And mm -hmm. always coming back to what are we setting the stage? Where is the risk? Where is the variability? And really being laser focused on that and crystal clear on that. It's I think it's the same thing here. Setting the beginning, setting the scope or the agreements in the beginning of anything is really important, if you can. Uh, and that's what we did. That I that's what we didn't do in this case. Mm -hmm. And then he brought up the ethical. The other thing I think you illustrated josh is this crucial there was no wiggle so you there was wiggle room in your language when we were navigating the feature list in the yeah, first scenario yeah. there was no did you notice how firm you were yeah i mean there was no wiggle room whatsoever it was non-negotiable uh that was a firm no and and i love the way you did that it was just that there was just no it was just matter of fact it was mm -hmm. just absolutely matter of fact uh, and that was appropriate in the different, I think those stances were appropriately different in both yeah. scenarios. Yep. Are we done? I think we're out of scenarios. Uh, not no, out we're of. We're never out of scenarios. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. No. So I think we did a, a decent job. Again, things to walk away with. If you're not, if you're not walking in with all the facts, don't walk in. Uh, if you get caught where you're asked for things that you don't know, back out respectfully and honestly say, okay, cool. I, I don't have enough to give you a answer you can like work with right now. Give me a day and I'll come back. I'll get you that, that, that answer. Uh, and then lastly, when it comes to things of, of, of ethics, which for me was part of the first scenario as well, not as much, but it was a flavor, uh, you're going to have to stay true to that. Otherwise, they're not really your ethics. 
It's just something that you kind of like. So you have to decide, is this a core, a core ethic for me? And is it really an ethic? Or is it something that's just kind of nice to have when it's easy? But it's going to be those hard moments where you're really going to get tested and, and, and find out, okay, yeah, that really matters to me because I, because I set up and like I was clear and I was firm. And so that's when, that's when you really identify those things that are core to who you are as a, whatever your role is. I was going to say the same thing, Josh. It's, it's that ethical, it's, it's that grounding on your ethics, right? And being clear, it's, it's sort of the same thing. It's being clear on those as well. Uh, in advance, mm-hmm. uh, being being clear on who you are and what your boundaries are, and when you're getting pushed to those boundaries, and then having that I, I don't even want to say courage, but it's having the wherewithal to to it's just say no. There's mm-hmm. there's some point where if you start waffling, it, it gets dangerous in both cases. When you when you get off track, you can do it, but it's it's more dangerous to waffle and to succumb. Than it is to be grounded. It really, it really is short term and long term. It may be short term, sort of palatable, but longer term, it's it's not palatable. And you lose right. your if you're in a leadership team in a leadership role, you'll lose your teams uh, very quickly. Um, so with that, and may and I don't know if we'll ever revisit. But Josh, I'm going to give you a high five. You you really responded. It, you didn't succumb. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't crumble. But maybe it was the was it the caffeine? Do you think it helped? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, totally. The, the caffeine. I, well, it, and like right out of the gate, I was adversarial because because I you, wanted you, you to like I wanted you to just run you were out a little you were so so yeah. I think feistiness yeah is as metacasters being a little feisty, being a little big so beat them to the punch with feistiness a little mm-hmm. bit as well. Feisty is the wrong word. Conviction. Yeah. Determination right having having a firm <laughs> a firm backbone right yeah. is 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 a really good strategy if you start waffling in your yeah. body language and you're lost you are lost so don't <laughs> don't 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 waffle hey josh real quickly mm-hmm. what is what is on your sh- there's a whale with a bunch of boxes on it what the it's oh docker yeah. oh yeah. I was I I thought you were like swimming with the fishes or something. I thought you were like doing a mafia thing with me for a second. So <laughs> Bobby just, G always goes I, there. <laughs> I knew what it was. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina, I'm Bob Galen. And from beautiful downtown Fuquave Arena, I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>